Hey mama, welcome to the Mums Can podcast, a bi-weekly show to encourage, empower and educate mums of faith around the world on how to be confident in who God made them and to live out the purpose he has for their lives. My name is Kashina and I am a wife to an awesome husband, a mum to beautiful triplet girls and an adorable son. I am on a mission to help mums be the best versions of themselves by sharing stories, tips and tricks of everyday mums doing extraordinary things in God's strength. Are you a super mum? But super mum life is burning you out. In today's episode, Joanna talks about how to get off the super mum wheel so you can begin to enjoy being a mum again. Oh, And there's more. Stay to the end to hear how you can build healthy, strong relationships with your teenagers. Whether young, whether old, these relationships can be built. You don't want to miss this, Mama. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mums Can podcast. Today we have the wonderful and the beautiful Joanna on the show. I'm so excited. Joanna, how are you? I am fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming thank you for having me always a pleasure I mean mamas you are in for a treat if anyone who knows me personally knows that I am always always sharing Joanna wounds to scars um I'm going to explain a little bit more about this I'm going to tell you a little bit more why later on but before I do Joanna can you just tell us about you about your family about what you do so as Kashina said, my name is Joanna Daniel and I am full-time, my full-time job is mommy. <laughs> I homeschool three children, uh, twins that are 14 and my baby who I'm not supposed to call a baby who's 10. And so that's kind of full, full-time plus job. But I'm also a counsellor and I work with adult survivors of childhood trauma and we do that through as well as private practice, I run a, um, a ministry where we provide retreats, conferences, and courses for, for, that provides a safe space for people to heal. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me. Those are my two jobs. That's what I, I love it. I love it. And we're going to speak a little bit later about your children. I hope they don't mind. Um, because you have teenagers. So a lot I of the moms that we have had previously have younger children, but I'm here with my pen and my paper ready to take notes because <laughs> our kids are only six and three, but I'm already thinking ahead to the teenagers and I'm not getting caught. I'm not getting caught out. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm taking notes today. And mama, stay, stay tuned because there's going to be some notes you're going to want to take as well. There's going to be some tips and some tricks that you're going to want to know. So um, you are a fellow mum of multiples. So excited. I love it. So you have twins. What was life yeah. like before we go on? What was life like with twins? Um, I'm trying to, to, to find the word. <laughs> I'm trying to find the word to describe it because I think, I think our life changed the minute that the, the nurse turned the monitor and we saw that it was two and not one. I think our life changed that day and it never quite went back to, to what it was before then. And it's hard to remember what it was before then, but... It was busy. It was always busy. Um, I didn't know what it was like to buy one of anything. It was always two of everything. 
um, yeah. or or four because you know when I was cooking on a Sunday for the week to freeze it was just like rows of containers <laughs> um, so yeah busy busy I'd say busy and full um, eyes everywhere um, that's what it was for a long time it took me a long time to realize that they'd passed that stage and they'd grown up I mean okay I know a lot of people always ask what's life like with triplets or with multiples I think it's really hard when they're your first because that's all you've ever known yeah and then when you have a single turn you're like oh that was hard but it's too late to complain about how hard it was because it's already gone yeah yeah (laughs) but you realize how crazy it really was okay so you you spoke a little bit earlier you do counseling you have retreats you're a mom but you also write Mm. And you've written so many journals, so many books, the recent one being Shattered But Not Broken, which is yeah. fantastic, mums. If you want to get a copy, which I highly recommend, I will put a link below. But tell us a little bit about um, why you wrote these books and how did you get into writing in the first place? I, I remember my first book I read. I don't remember how old I was. I just remember the impact it had on me. I don't remember who gave me the book, but mommy sent me to the shop and I went with this book, Walking and Reading. Can anybody walk and read? It took me <laughs> ages because I loved it. And I fell in love with words that day and never fell out of love with it. My father is also a reader, so I think maybe that also influenced it. But I love books. I love words. I love, I love how people put words beautifully together. For me, that is like a, a, a treat. So having always read, I also always journal. I, my father gave me my first journal when I was 14 and I journaled every single day for maybe 20 years wow. you know, um, or more. So I still journal. So that's where my love of words came from and um, writing and just writing my thoughts and my feelings. And so I wrote my first journal because the Holy Spirit told me to. I was starting my speaking career and he said, write this story. And I started writing it. My son dropped my laptop and I lost everything. And I said, that's it. I'm not writing anymore because that was good and nothing is going to be as good. And so I wrote that. Um, and somebody asked me, how did you get to do that? How did, you, how did you have that relationship with God that you knew that he played that role in your life? So he sent me searching. I'm a reflector too. So he sent me searching in myself. Well, how did it happen? And that, out of that process came the rest of the journals because I realized that people are also searching and also asking questions and wanting to know and and um, some lots of people are deep reflective so that's what those came out of that I love it actually I was thinking especially with journaling I'm not great at journaling usually because I forget but what I I do know what I have realized is that it's really good for self-care and another thing I've realized is especially being a mom is that you become so busy in life that you don't have time to think so you were talking Mm -hmm. about thinking and reflecting and it's almost because it's almost become a part of you how do we as moms get to that place of journaling or not even if you don't want to journal just stopping and thinking and reflecting because that's it's hard (laughs) it's hard hard, but because we are socialized to believe that busy is we should be busy as a mom you should be doing things all the time you mustn't sit down if you sit you're you know that you have to manage the self-talk of you're lazy what are you doing you know Mm -hmm. all those kind of things so we're socialized to see that model but it's not a healthy model 
so to get the space to journal is challenge those thoughts like as as mothers when we're okay our families are okay too if you're not if you're not healthy your family won't be and Kashina before I made before I had children I made a decision because there was somebody there was a a, a gentleman that we got to know early and um he his wife died and I saw the impact of that on him and on the children and so I made a decision early before I had the children that I was going to do certain things because I saw that effect like my children busy won't get me to know my children um, and they won't get to know me but if I stop and even if the room is upside down like now I won't turn the camera around because, you know <laughs> but but I'm going on a date this afternoon with my daughter you know so even if that's the case as long as relationships are built and connected that's what's important to me so I think you have to to get that space you have to challenge those thoughts challenge what you've always known to be normal and mm -hmm. kind of look around you in your space and your family and decide what your normal is going to be which is interesting because actually this and we'll talk a little bit about this now the this whole concept of supermom and superwoman and I can do it all by myself. Um, I know these are thoughts that I've had to struggle with and challenge with. And I don't think it necessarily came from a bad place. It's just that people let me down. So because people were letting me down, I had, I got into a place of, I'm not even going to bother to ask because if I ask, I might get let down. And if I get let down, then I have to like deal with all of those feelings and emotions. So it's just easier for me not to ask. And then I just end up doing everything and then nobody can do anything as good as me and so then I come into this perfectionist role mm -hmm. um, which is challenging I mean for those who are married when as mums we do that because it it stops the husband from actually being able to get involved in because they don't do it as good as you do mm -hmm. and I remember when the girls were younger I had to take myself out of the house <laughs> because if I was in the house while my husband was looking after the children then I would hover and uh, say mm -hmm. but if you do it this way it'll be quicker mm -hmm. if you do this then da -da -da. and it would annoy him to the point where he'd just say fine do it yourself um, and so I had to find my own way around that but I know on your Facebook you have been yeah going on about this misconception of supermom and this ideal that we have I don't know where from society I don't know did we see our parents do it I'm not sure mm. but the detrimental effect of that on us as mm. women as individuals mm. as mm. the people that God created us to be so would yeah. you like to just tell us about or your thoughts on this whole supermom lie yeah. crossed out with a big red marker <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I mean, when, and I started by saying this earlier that when we're okay, our families are okay too. And so it's worth then stopping and taking time for yourself. So that's just that. And when you were talking just now, the counselor and you were going, mm -mm -mm -mm. So, <laughs> so we set ourselves up, don't we? We set ourselves up. And some of it is a trauma response, unprocessed stuff that's there that we set ourselves up. We are surrounded by people that are not safe enough. And so we, we kind of have a pattern of people letting us down. And so we put people sometimes in positions that they let us down because we're mm -hmm. asking them to do things that they can't do because we know that they're going to let us down to fulfill the prophecy for us that nobody supports me. So I have to do it on my own, which is not yeah. true. There are people who will. It's just to know what do I need from support and what am I going to give to support? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a two-way process. So, so there, there is, you know, there's that on, around support. Now, when I, when I 
when I was going to have the twins, I was working, um, busy, busy working. I love, I love working. I love my job, but I knew I was going to stay home and homeschool, but I was busy working. I was in that place, you know, in my life. And I made a decision that I wasn't going to be super mom or super woman. I have an idea of what it was and I knew I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway, because as I said in my post on Facebook, that's what I know. That's what's ingrained. That's the pattern that the brain has. That's the pathway. So it had to be challenged. And it challenged because I wanted to be around for my children. And if I'm super mom, chances are, you know, I could develop all kinds of illnesses and, and isn't around for them. And I wanted to be around for them. I didn't want to be only present physically. I wanted to be present and available emotionally. So those two things made me always be searching and looking and reflecting and studying myself. Am I falling into that superwoman trap? And also I've had women in my life, people in my life who challenged me when they see me doing that. Because one of the things I couldn't do was be at peace if the house was messy. I couldn't, I hate cleaning. I have to say, I do not like the thing. I love cooking, but I do not like cleaning. But I also don't like a dirty house. So I couldn't make myself sit. And one day my, my friend said to me, she says, Joanna, you're gonna have to learn to lie on your back and let the house fall apart around you. That was horrifying to me. I couldn't. But she said it. And as I said, I'm a reflector. So I had to reflect on it and look at what what was I missing out on in terms of my big goal. My big goal is emotional connection with my children. That's my big goal. My big goal is having their hearts and having emotionally stable children is my big goal. But I also want a clean house, gourmet vegan food and everything in its place, which is crazy. You can't have everything. So I had to choose which ones am I going to have on which day. So if, 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 if it's the sum of the whole, isn't it? If throughout the week I get to manage to have um, two proper meals, vegan, beautifully cooked that I made, and the rest of the week we kind of wing it, you know, rice and beans and salad as long as they have been greens and, and stuff like that. So you, then I made decisions that was supporting the biggest goal. And when I, when I follow those consistently, then I, less and less of superwoman comes out. When I'm following that, uh, my big goal, that's my big goal. And so I assess daily and I assess weekly and I look at the thing and I go, okay, so, right. So where am I missing my big goal? So if I, if I, a couple of weeks pass and we don't have a date, the children will come and ask, like my daughter asked on Friday, mom, can we have our date on Sunday? Can you and I, can you and I go somewhere? And I'm like, oh gosh, I have three emails to write and I need to write a chapter of the book. But she's, she, but I, I feel so privileged that she at 14 wants to spend time with her mom. Yeah. That of course I'm going to drop everything and say, yes, yes, let's, let's, let's do it. We're probably going to eat ice cream and I'm going to gain weight, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep, I keep the big goal in mind. My, that, I want them to be settled, happy, connected. That's the big goal. So th- that's how we challenge this, this super mom stereotype. And I keep my tunnel vision. So when I see other moms around me doing it, I'm like, don't look, don't look, don't look. Do you know what there's I'm I'm here thinking like oh my days there's so much here the the first thing is and I I try to teach this especially in like the renewed mums program that I do Mm. if you're aiming at something and there's no goal like you're playing darts and you don't have a dartboard how do you know you've won Mm. and so you need that goal to keep you stable I guess like you said to stop you from looking from to the left and to the yeah. right because everybody else is doing super mom and some people do it so easily so we think I know. Um, they do so well 
and we're thinking, hey, why can't I, why can't I do that? I mean, even on the podcast, I have mums who have businesses, they've written books, they've started podcasts, and it seems like they're doing everything. And I don't want any mum to be listening to the podcast thinking, oh, my days, I'm not doing anything. Actually, what Joanna is saying is, what's your goal? Because your goal is going to be different from my goal, from Joanna's goal to somebody else's goal. Mm-hmm. And hopefully your goal is your children above everything else. And so I can relate with Joanna about sitting down, just being able to sit in mess. <laughs> the struggle is for me, when the house is messy, my brain feels messy. And so everything's a mess and it's hard. So actually what I do is I say, everyone put your coats on, let's go out. <laughs> I don't need to see the house either. Yeah. And we can walk somewhere in nature and I can just kind of regroup and recoup and just think of nothing but trees. But that's, that's one of the ways that I personally do it because and other times I have to just sit in the mess and that's okay. Mm. Just Or have one room that's tidy, my bedroom. It'll that's be where I go. It'll be <laughs> it doesn't matter if everywhere else is a bomb, like a bomb's hit it. As long as this, the bed, and as long as the bed is made, the bed has to be made before I lay down on it because it feels good if it's made, even if it's yeah. just messy. The yeah. bed's made and I can lay down on it and it's okay. <laughs> but all of these things are helpful because like you said, and even with the Renewed Mums program is um, be the best version of you so you can be the best for the ones you love. And you can't be the best for them if you're exhausted, if you're mentally tired, you're spiritually mm. worn out, you're physically like getting headaches and lack of energy. Mm. You can't mm-hmm. give anything to anybody. No. You're literally giving your children and your, your, your family scraps, like the, the little crumbs that's left of you. And that's not what God has for us. It's not how he wants. It. I refuse to believe that that's how God wanted us to live as mums. No. Mm. Um, and you also have the Proverbs 31 woman. So you said mm. something very interesting. You said, picking on which day of the week you're going to focus on what. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with the Proverbs 31 woman or our interpretation of it, should I mm. say, is we read it and we think that she did all of these things every day at the same time. And I'm like, where did we get that from? Where did we get that from? We have seasons. And maybe in one season, her kids were like loving the clothes that she decided to sew. And in the next season, she's out here trying to sew. Because anybody who's actually tried to sew food, uh, sow seeds and grow food, it's long. It takes long. It's a long time. So we have this misconception that actually is really detrimental to us as human beings. And it's not how God wants us to be. Like he wants us to be healthy. He wants us to have life. Um, and to give abundantly and we cannot do that mm. on zero no no we can't we can't I, I banned people from the cover of 31 woman my friends I'm like no I I, I nearly put an x across it like <laughs> and not because anything was wrong with the bible but because of how people interpreted it I wanted to yeah it. um so if you're not doing these things then you're not you're not enough I am enough yeah definitely definitely for those actually one of the things that I learned about the Proverbs 31 woman 31 Proverbs 31 in general actually the Jews used to it was the men who would read it to their wives to say as a praise like oh my goodness you're amazing you do this listen game changer absolute game changer wow I love to get the checklist literally that's what it was originally so I don't know how we got to where it is now 
but it's not what they were it's it wasn't the original intention so anyway so okay you spoke about your daughter wanting to do date night which is so cute and so amazing um especially at that age so we're going to talk about raising teenagers Mm. (sighs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say my motto is actually I'm I'm going to put in all the effort now because I don't want to have to deal with this when they're a teenager I cannot deal with you being disobedient and rude and disrespectful plus hormones I can't do that so Mm. what we're going to do is we're going to work really hard now and I'm going to figure out this hormones thing later on so Joanna what tips do you have for us (laughs) (laughs) help I mean I okay so I'm going to say first that you you can start at any age any age your children are start there but I made a decision again decision that I wasn't going to do the status quo with my children. Like, we're not doing terrible twos. We're just not doing it. Yeah. And so we didn't do it. And we're not, we're not having stroppy teens. We're just mm. not doing that either. So ha- what happens then is you have to do a lot of sewing. You know, as you said, you're doing it now so that when it comes to that stage, then you don't have to deal with the, 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 um, the hormones. And I find that relationship, relationship really does help. When you have a relationship with your children, when it's, when it comes to that time and they're having a difficulty with emotions or managing things, then because of the relationship, they'll talk about it because this tropic team is just the team with lots of stuff going on and don't have not, don't know how to externalize it. They just don't know how mm. to talk about it or there's no safe space to do it. So that, that's, that's that. Um, so that, that's, that's what we do, but we have a boy and a girl, we have twins, boy and a girl. And my son, when he, when, teen brain kicked in I remember that day so clearly and I've spoken to other mothers who, who have sons who said yes yes I remember that day too literally <laughs> it was night and day it was he went to bed one boy and woke up another I, was, I remember spending the day looking at him going what happened no what this happened? is a thing everything was grumpy and moody <laughs> and I'm just I'm just don't know what and then it hit me a couple of days later Team has kicked in, and I'm like, I rang my brother. I said, "Is this what it is?" He said, "Yes." <laughs> and I thought, "Where's my sweet boy? Where is he?" So, so there is that. So he and his sister, teenage years impact them different ways, um, and uh, yeah, impact them different ways. My my mind went then for a bit. My daughter reminds me of myself so much. I see, I see me in her so much, and I want to protect her and shield her and love her and empower and affirm and pour into her because I was a traumatized child. So part of her, me doing that is almost me loving myself mm. and, and doing those things for myself. And when I, when I see, when I remember the things that was happening to me at 14 and the things I was doing and having to deal with, I don't want her to deal with that yet because you want, you're not ready. The brain's not ready to deal yeah. with some of the stuff that we're dealing with. And so the, the, the tenderness and the care and the thoughtfulness and consideration that I pour into that is me giving that to my, it's almost like reparenting myself as well and loving my inner child. Yeah. Um, but I see she's like a, a flower. With the more you do that is the more she blows. She's the sweetest. She's the sweetest. Don't get me wrong. She does have hormones too. <laughs> but she is so sweet. She, is, she really is. Um, so the more you 
So, I mean, that's my only advice to teenage years because we're doing it. We're only two years in. My son is, is me in a different way. Um, he's going to leave home at 18. He's going to do all these things. And I said, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And, and, but but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to do these two things. If you do these two things, then it's fine. But mom, he said, I said, but you have to do those two things. So my children also know that I have a, this is it. We're not shifting this boundary. This is what it is. This is what it looks like. I don't care what you do. It's not moving. Let's go. Sometimes I have to motivate them. Sometimes I have to stick beside them by the boundary, but we're not moving the boundary. Yeah. It's, it's not going. So that's how, that's how we do it. And I mean, I must say, I'm not doing it on my own. I have Glenn, you know, my husband that we bounce ideas off, we talk things through. We, have, we hold each other accountable. We, we have to go, you know, he's sitting in my side when I'm going off and I do that to him. And we kind of, we help each other because we, we have the same goal. We want our children to be connected and doing their hearts. And it doesn't matter what age and stage they are in life. We want to do that. And one of the best things for me is hearing him ask his dad for time. Dad, can you go, dad, can you go riding with me? Yeah, I'm trying to make his voice. Because I find his voice so funny that my baby has a, voice <laughs> like, I can't imagine I can't imagine it I can't I find, I find it hilarious so I mean I I as I said this on Facebook all the time Katrina we're we're doing teenage years with with, with two goals connection and prayer mm. prayer and connection pray when I'm not connecting connect just prayer and connection and the Lord gave me a tip um, I think it was last year earlier this year I was complaining to him about one of the children one of my teens and he said to me plainly, he says, Joanna, you cannot expect to have their heart in those moments when you've not given me yours. Wow. I was, oh, mm. I know. <laughs> I, I felt like I went to him to complain and he goes, what about you? <laughs> he, he go, he, in those moments, you need to surrender your heart to me and they will surrender their heart to you. That has shifted so many things in our home because in those moments, I know that you better leave this room, go surrender your heart and come back. <laughs> so, and then you see, a, you see completely different, different. You see the difference. That's, uh, I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't ready, but it's so true. We want our children. I, I have this thing about being a hypocrite. Like mm. I, I want the kids to be obedient, obedient straight away. But mm, God, I hear what you're saying, but I don't really like it. So I don't yeah. know. We'll do it today but we're gonna to try again tomorrow is that all right yeah I can't we can't as parents expect our children to do something that we're not willing to do um I don't know I wasn't ready Joanna I wasn't yeah. ready for that. I, I wasn't ready <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't ready but one thing you did say that I did want to just go over was the need for boundaries because sometimes it's easy to have this misconception that to have their heart or to have an easy life or to not make our children upset, we have to give them whatever it is that they want. Mm. And if we do have a boundary, then maybe they might hate us because of it, because we're saying no. Is it okay to say no? Listen, you're the parent. Like It's, mm. like, it's okay. You can do it in love, but they need the boundaries. They Thank need you. to know what's okay and not okay we have boundaries as adults go over 70 miles per hour the police are behind you you're gonna Mm -hmm. get in trouble like Mm -hmm. you have boundaries adam and eve had boundaries do whatever you want in the garden of eden but don't eat the fruit you ate the fruit there was a consequence so these boundaries are there from the beginning of time 
and it's important for us as parents to make sure that we are strong in those boundaries but in love um and I suppose that can be yeah. challenging if you didn't get that as a child true to learn how to do it but one thing that you said all the way through is the importance of reflecting analyzing and keeping your goal in mind so you may have a day that's not great <laughs> I have days where I'm like I haven't told my kids that I love them and I do I do I just didn't really hear it growing up and so it's actually not it doesn't come as second nature to me you know some people everything's I love you I love you I love you for me it's it's just not because I didn't grow up with that but mm. does that mean that I can't do that if that's my goal no yeah you can grow through it yeah exactly that exactly that okay so 30 minutes goes so quickly I did try to warn you at the beginning like 30 minutes goes <laughs> so quickly I know I know um we didn't even get to touch on the parenting with trauma but yeah. I have done your program and I can't go without touching on it so okay. the parenting with trauma I remember when you um advertised it and I thought in my head I don't have trauma so hmm. but I had a group of moms that I wanted to go on it and as I went on it I thought, oh my days, there's things I have to work through as well. This is crazy. I thought my childhood was just mediocre, you know? Is it mediocre, okay? Um, but actually what I learned was there's a lot of parental interjections now that I'm in counseling. There's a word for it, right? But there's a lot of things that I have taken on from my parents without realizing, which I thought was just me. And it's just the way I am. But actually, it's learned learned behavior exactly that so just quickly for those who um are thinking oh I have trauma or I don't have trauma so I'm okay what advice do you have for parenting with trauma because it, it, it it's a different challenge it is a different challenge um if you're parenting with trauma without processing your trauma it's going to affect your children if you're parenting with trauma, processing the trauma is going to affect your children. <laughs> so you decide if it affects them positively or negatively. Unprocessed trauma will affect them negatively. That's just, it just, it's just a given. So my advice is process it. And as Kashina said, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, me, I don't have, I'm not experienced any, but because people think only sexual abuse is trauma yeah. or, or only abuse is trauma, there's neglect, there is abandonment, there is, um, parental separation or divorce there is parental mental health there is um somebody going to prison and just living in poverty there's so many things that affect us when we're growing up that seeps out into our lives in our behaviors in our in how we talk in how we relate in how we love in how we give love or receive love there is attachment injuries that are not necessarily somebody hitting you or neglecting you but you you suffer you you don't you're not securely attached to any parent. Now you might be growing up the older you and have forgiven them or is learning to forgive them, but the younger you, the inner child, still have those bruises of not securely connected. And so those are the wounds that we pass on to our children. And so sometimes there are people who have difficulty in parental relationships, not necessarily because the, the child's not bad, you are not either. It's just that wound that is causing havoc that needs addressing, that needs that that needs um looking at um and that's why I love my daughter so fiercely because I was determined that nobody was going to love her 
and be as close to her as I was going to be because I saw the wound coming down and I'm like no the blood of Jesus yes and I drew a line and knew that I had to work harder there because of what I never got because of my deficit and so my mother my mother is fierce she's a stay alive for you woman she stayed alive for her children worked hard for us never hit my mother hit me once I didn't grow up in a home where there was lots of corporal punishment at all but there was wounds still and so I saw that wound going down and I'm like no 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 we're drawing a line here so but if you're not making yourself aware of those things because you're busy forgiving not that anything is wrong with that do it but you have to deal with that thing that you're forgiving because otherwise it just gets passed on so in a nutshell parenting we behaviors are learned not taught so we learn how to speak to the children. We learn how to not speak to the children. We learn how to say, I love you or not say, I love you. If it's awkward or not awkward, we learn all of those things. We learn whether physical touch is okay or hugging or we learn it and we give it. We just, we're just a conduit to the next generation. Yeah. So in order to change what the next generation give, we have to stop with ourselves and assess, read, look at, understand, sit with difficulty, have hard conversations with self, face tough things. If we're determined that you see the next generation, it's going to be different. My siblings and I, without even, we talk about it now a lot, but we didn't before, but we all made a decision that the next generation, their language is going to be different to ours. And already we are seeing that because of the decisions that we make. My nieces and, and, and my children can have a different conversation than the one we are having. And, and that's what it's about. This is it. And actually what, what that does is give hope. And I love, I love it because this is God, right? We, yeah. Things happen in life, not that he wants bad things to happen to us. I refuse to believe he does, but no. life happens. We live in a sinful world. Um, but there's always hope. It's not a, oh, sorry, well, you had trauma, your brain stuck that way. Actually, we were created with this amazing mind that if we would process and if we would think and if we would learn new ways, we can literally change the Absolutely. the way our brain is and our thought patterns but sometimes we can't do that by ourselves a lot of the mm -hmm. times we can't do it by ourselves I think in the Christian church in the, yeah the Christian church it's it's challenging because you're almost taught pray about it and that's it and mm -hmm. not to not pray and I think like, we have to pray it has to be part of what we're doing but even in the bible there were people who helped like David had Jonathan there were people along the way who was there to help them through difficult and challenging situations God doesn't he's an other centered person like he's other centered he doesn't want us to have to do it by ourselves he created us this way so if he created us this way why would he then say sorry you have to figure this out by yourself um, alone that doesn't it doesn't make sense no what's written in his word um so for the mama who's listening now and they're thinking actually I can see or I'm starting to see how things that I saw and I experienced is playing out in my children's life or playing out in my parenting and I don't I don't want that because my goal is to be able to have their heart my goal is to, to be able to have that relationship but I just don't know where to start like is it too far is it too late um what's the one advice that you would have for them it's never too late ever your children are 30 start it's never too late because they're sometimes they're waiting for the apology they're waiting for i didn't know let's do it now 
you know, so it's never too late. So, you know, the earlier, the better, definitely, but it's never too late. So I'd encourage mothers, you know, as mothers, there's a lot that's required of you, a lot that's required of us all the time. And if, you, if you're listening and there's something that you realize that, oh, I have a deficit in this area, don't beat yourself up. Don't, yeah. don't do that. Don't beat yourself up. You know, if you realize it now, you can start today. You might have to drop some things that are good to do this, that is better. Every time you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. If you say no to a position at church or helping a friend or, you know, doing something in the community, that's not bad. It just means that you're doubling down on the things that you realize was a deficit before and you want to make it better. So, but don't, don't, whatever you do, don't beat yourself. Yeah. Mamas, this has been so amazing. There's been so many gems here. There's there's so much advice here. I think our children are important and God didn't make a mistake when he gave you your children. He knew that you would be the best mum for your child. And it doesn't mean that we were born or we would, we're just a good mum. The same way you have to learn to ride a bike, the same way you have to learn to drive, the same way you have to go to school to study. It's important as well, I think personally, to invest in learning how to be the best you so that you can be the best mum. Mm-hmm. When you're the best you, you, you will be the best mum. You will be the best wife. You will be the best colleague, sister, auntie, because the skills that you take on dealing with the things that you're going through knowing how to communicate knowing how to touch people's hearts that will just flow through mm-hmm. everything else so mm-hmm. to the mama who's listening I really can't stress enough the importance of investing in yourself because it's not selfish and if there is anybody who's here who's saying okay I want to learn how to reflect I want to know a bit more I want to know how I can do all of this um Joanna has events, she has books, she does her own counseling practice, and I can't recommend Joanna enough. So Joanna, where can mums find you? So our website is wombsforscars.com. We have got lots and lots of free resources on our website. Our, um, if people go on our website now, there's a free ebook, Five Ways to Improve Emotional Health, I think it is. Um, so, um, yeah, lots and lots of resources there. On Instagram, I am Joanna from Wounds to Cars, but I'm more on Facebook, just Joanna Daniel. And yeah, that's where I'm mostly, that's where I spend most of my time on Facebook, just Joanna Daniel. So send us a friend request and that's where I'll be. Fantastic. Um, Mamas, I will leave all of these links below in the show notes as well. Joanna, it has been so informative, so inspiring. I, thank you so much for joining us on the Mums Cam podcast. Thank and you. You're very welcome. I'm, it's been great. And for all the mamas listening, remember, mums can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Adios. Hey mama, thanks for listening into today's podcast. For more resources, you can go to my website www.preparingthehome.co.uk where you can get free online workshops, blog posts and the chance to sign up for the Renewed Mums program. This is an in-depth program working with you to overcome mindset, health and routines so you can achieve what God has placed on your heart and be confident in who God made you. 
here's how it works. Not only do you receive weekly videos to watch at your own pace, but a group coaching session and hot seat teaching you how to overcome negative thoughts, eat well for more energy and much more. So you can learn, grow and make an impact on this world. The Most High God has big plans for you. And this course will position you in a place to be ready to receive it and run with it. For too long, mums give from an empty place. This holistic program tackles your physical, spiritual and mental health. With a private online group, weekly challenges and God at the center of it all, you won't leave the same. When you are the best version of yourself, you can be the best for those you love. If you want to join the Renewed Moms program, secure your spot now at www.preparingthehome.co.uk.